Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. Get ready, people. Get ready. I'm about to drop it right now. This is where you decided. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. All right, here's one for you. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great, great grandchildren or something like that? Future grandchildren. Really? Yep. Future grandchildren. See the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget about the children. I just want to see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think though, because my dad didn't meet his like biological dad till he was thirty six. There's some there's some large gaps in our family tree. I would really like to go back. I'm talking to like settler days and see, see some of the original so that would be ones. That would be great. Spit in the tube yet? Send it off to the gov? No, no I'm, I'm not doing that. Are you that. kidding me? I'm going to get convicted of a crime. They're not going to put me on file. No, right? <laughs> what? Not even, not even my conspiracy theory, love and self. It's not even about that. It's I don't want to have leaves pop up and me be related to people and dude. I like totally that. want. I would that. like my to see the is... history though. See where yeah, who who my great ancestor was two a hundred and fifty years ago, two hundred yeah. years ago. I want to do I that. Yeah, for I think sure. so too. Yeah. So One. you've never done any of the DNA testing, Jason, because well, you don't want any part. I've never done the DNA. Roman got into ancestry.com mm-hmm. and all of that big time. Right. And he was traced. He found out stuff on my dad's side of the family that none of us knew. Mm-hmm. Like there was a guy who was kind of not an explorer with Lewis and Clark, but he was with Mark Twain National Forest and a lot of stuff like that. He he was a very credited like explorer type cool. stuff, and he carries the name Jordan and some of that. It was wild. See, I would love to see like what my genetic makeup is, like what percentage of yeah, what. Yeah. But I have Stay a friend. In the tube, guys, I'm telling you. Well, I have a friend who did that, and she didn't know her biological dad was never in the picture. And she had families that when she did that, family members, oh, <laughs> you're my cousin. Oh, you're mine. She's right. like, mm, nope. Right. Nope. And that's I thought, wild. that's what I don't See, want. I would do that. And I would be like, come be part of the family until Netflix released a horror movie that that was the whole theme. She goes and she visits her family that she didn't know. And then yeah. they're like vampires oh. and they try to kill her. They're vampires. They're vampires. Yeah. Mine I mean, would just be like alcoholics. <laughs> I just. <laughs> That's not funny. That is not A lot less cool for sure. All right. Would you rather win the lottery now or live twice as long? Hey, guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast, and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers. Maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. 
First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos, like legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 2870, or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. Wait, when, what's the condition the of my now? Yeah, what's the condition of my living? Well, you win the lottery now and then die at your normal what, age. Yeah, normal, normal age. age, you know, or you live like twice as long. I feel like living so twice just, as long would be painful. So to I'm see just everybody you know. I don't go. Yeah, dude. Everybody's gone. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. I'm gonna cry right now, dude. I can't do that. I'm gonna cry right now. Yeah. I remember that in Twilight when they said, Well, in a hundred years everything will be fine because right. everyone you know will be dead. And I thought Oh. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, brutal. but also there's going to be some real problems with winning the lottery, people. I'd rather try what? it. I mean, Proverbs says money gained hastily goes quickly. Like, essentially, oh, yeah. Yeah. if you win money, if you get money really fast, the Bible says, like, that's not a good thing. Well, yeah. this is why I'm convinced the Mausers will never win the lottery because my husband wants a helicopter if we don't. We've had those dumb <laughs> dreams. Rick, like, just, let's to kill, go. just to kill yeah. Hawk. Let's well, go. I mean, no, we've had like, what would we do? And we would do some really good, amazing things with dumb money. And then he's like, I wouldn't mind a helicopter. And I'm like, and yep. <laughs> like, I love all the good that we're doing. And he's like, well, we would use it. I'm going, yeah. would we? Like, would evac. we? Evac I, stuff. No, did you answer that, Haley? Did you answer that? I mean, it would 100% be the lottery, and I, as terrible, this is going to sound so, I trust myself with the amount of money. Yeah. yeah. I would you? trust you with my money. <laughs> I, I trust myself yeah. with it. It's good. I know what there I would do. There are people that in my life that I would trust with it, and I would give them that money to manage it for me. I have my mm. life insurance mapped out, like, this amount of money will go into this. This mm -hmm. amount of money will go into this. And I have a separate portion of it mapped out for John to blow because I know he will need to do that. Love See, it. I need to adopt that that Love mindset because, yeah, that's got the stuff. max amount they would allow Would you rather have. explore space or the ocean? So, like, you can maybe do the Titanic. You can do whatever. Or you can go into space. Okay, so... Ate by a really big fish or both floating of the, around forever. Both of them are going to be really cramped spaces. Like, it's not what Jonah people think. Elisha. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I... Oh, man, that's a tough one. Because if I get to, like, see the Titanic or something like that, that would be a trip. Yeah. But sp to see... I mean, every astronaut... I've used it in a sermon. Every astronaut that's gone into space and has looked at Earth... Mm -hmm. There's a term for it's a psychological term where they have experienced a fundamental change. Yeah, they I bet. they have come yeah. back oh and lived gosh. completely different <laughs> than before they yeah, went that in. That perspective, that that view, oh my, literally like when Tom so Hanks, it, when he's on Earth, he covers up the moon with his thumb in Apollo 13, and then he's in the spacecraft like freezing, and he covers up the Earth with his thumb. 
Like that's man, wild. I'm about to watch Interstellar tonight. Oh no. man, that's I a good space one. Space for me. Space for me. The space. sea. It's like you can't breathe down there. There's scary anim- monsters. Okay, okay, and Adam. Stuff. You what? know you can't breathe in space, right, baby? Right. Yeah, what right. about you guys? That's what fair. about you guys? Don't, space don't or ocean? Space or ocean? I think I'm gonna go ocean. Okay. Just it seems less scary. Haley, space or ocean? I just feel like inter- like interstellar floating around. I all don't. The things. I don't. Mm-hmm. I like kind of don't want to do either. Yeah, but you have to. Yeah. I yeah. guess space and only because Sandra Bullock in Gravity. Okay. All right. Here's one that um this is really good. Would you rather have <laughs> like, a okay. would you rather have a cook or would you rather have a maid? Maid. Maid. Really? Yeah, because yeah, you're a this man. Is, yeah, made. This is I love gender cl- references I mean, here. I clean. I'm all. I'm all about like tidying up you know, and doing that. I don't, don't have a mind, problem with that. I don't mind cleaning up. It gives me satisfaction. It's yeah. small little things. But like, if you had, if you had somebody to cook for you, just imagine number one meals ready. It's, it's ready. It's okay. ready. And how hard tidying. it is to eat healthy. Generally, it's generally hard to eat healthy. But if you have somebody, you come home and you've just got the healthiest, best food every day. It's like you're gonna feel amazing. And you don't have to do a single thing for it. Okay, but do you guys deep clean? You're just talking about tidying. I'm all about deep cleaning. Deep I'll clean do it. Mopping. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, give I'll me get, a vacuum yeah. right now. Give me a spray. I'll spray. Some. Okay. <laughs> I'm wiping and it all down. You'll do Wipe laundry? Does the maid do Wipe laundry? But a maid. Yeah, laundry. anything, everything. I like laundry. A maid. Bro, let's just switch. I will make you all the healthy I, meals. You come clean okay. my house. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right, I want to share something. I did a thing yesterday. <laughs> Confession. This should yes. be good. And, Public confession. And I normally don't do it, and it involves Twitter. I was gonna say you okay? do remember actually realize. I know I like to say no one listens to this. I know that's fine. But they do. They it's, do. it's great. We got it's a awesome. following. So I enjoy Twitter. I think you said something good as a resource and and like a tool. I get to follow authors. I get to follow scholars. I find when books are released, yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's I get news instantly, all types of stuff. So I very, excuse me, ever rarely like just tweet to tweet. It's different than Facebook, I feel like. Yeah. So yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. And I follow a gamut of people on Twitter. I'm talking who would be considered quote unquote liberal because it's very interesting to see the conversation. What are they talking about? Uber conservative, all the above. Well, in this today's climate, and Twitter, let me just tell you, is a volatile place. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is mean. Like, mm. it's, it is by far out of all the social media apps. It's combusting. Yes, Twitter is by far the meanest. So there was some controversy going around yesterday on Twitter because it was Martin Luther King Day, and someone I follow tweeted this. When I was younger... I often wondered why the world celebrated MLK because Christ said that if we follow him, the world would hate us. I later learned of his serial adultery. He didn't believe in the resurrection trinity or deity of Christ for starters. MLK was not a believer. Okay, so a little bit of backstory. Mm. Martin Luther King is a stain that you cannot apologize for um, had affairs. There's just no excuse for that. It's one of those things where you find out your heroes have flaws. 
it is a grievous sin. You just don't defend that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, they own slaves. Uh, Charles Spurgeon was absolutely a glutton. Like out of all of his sermons, he never preached once on gluttony. Okay, I'm yeah. just telling you. So there were sinners. Okay, um, he went to a liberal seminary and wrote some controversial papers. And later on in his pastorate and his sermons refuted some of those things. Like he changed his mind for starters. Okay. So, which is like our goal as Christians. I would hope so. So, I, not even thinking, just sent out into the Twitterverse and responded. We criticize MLK for his liberal theology. By the way, I've read his autobiography and three biographies on Martin Luther King, one from a liberal background, one from a conservative background, and one just like a historical one. I'm not saying I'm an MLK expert, but I really enjoy reading biographies about him. We criticize MLK for his liberal theology, but never address the fact that he wasn't allowed into conservative seminaries because he was black. Mm. So it wasn't a federal law of segregation in schools until 1954, and that took a long time Mm -hmm. to actually admit, okay? So here was the response to that, me asking that question. There's nothing to address. Presumably, he had a Bible, He was also intelligent and displayed great tenacity. God tells us in his word that if we seek, we will find. (laughs) I never attended seminary, but by feasting on God's word, I can absolutely tell a truth from a lie. Okay. To which I responded, so by your own definition, we just give people a Bible and tell them, ask and you will find. And they are zapped with right doctrine. Yeah. There's no need for teachers. There's no need for training. And all of the false teaching that the New Testament talks about constantly. Mm-hmm. Here was the reply. If my pastor spoke to me the way that you just did, I would find a new church. And on the way out, I would beg him to read John thirteen thirty five. And I responded... You idiot. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You could go to my Twitter and read it. I, I just said blessings, brother, because I realized, like, oh, we're we're not engaging anymore. So so here's my thing. Here, number one, I don't, and we can even talk about the content at hand. You don't hand. know anything about John 13, man. Yeah, right. I know. We didn't exactly, <laughs> right? Exactly. But no, no, no. I want to go with this. I want to okay. go with what okay. you just said. I felt oh, I mean, it was, oh, I just didn't spend. 10 weeks exegeting every verse in John. I had all of these emotions come to the forefront. And it, after I sat and dwelt with it and was like, oh my goodness, Jason, you should, you you should have never even engaged that question to begin with. What, how is social media changing us guys? Because I feel like on Twitter example, Timothy Keller is in all of this controversy because he tweeted, um, before you come to Christ, you hate the law, right? Well, by the way, that's in the Bible. Paul talks about that because the law condemns you. Mm -hmm. It says you're a sinner. After you come to Christ, 
you come to realize the ethics and morality are a good thing that are in the law. Like, don't kill each other. Don't lie and don't steal. Dude, people have lost. He was trending on Twitter. People saying, you're trying to, you know, uh, dangle the law over us and all of this. And, and here's what I'm saying. Here's the question I want to ask. I want to get y'all's intake. Is social media... Tell me right now, does the good outweigh the bad? Or is there, because we know these apps are designed, the algorithm loves outrage. I mean, it's Facebook on Supreme Court was confronted with, you put on people's feeds differing views, like controversial takes. You want people to see. If someone's conservative, you want them to see Black Lives Matters posts Mm -hmm. because it outrages them and it wants them to engage. So here's my question. Like, and you said as a resource, does the good outweigh the bad or is this something that we need to become increasingly careful with to the point of abandonment at some point? I think... It's a huge question, guys. But we're going to solve it right here. Yeah, this is the I, answer. I'm coming up with whatever I, I got a question about global warming after. Okay. Yeah, we'll <laughs> fix just, all the problems. <laughs> Go, Nikki. I think the... I think it's more bad than good. I think it does more harm than it does help. I do think it is a resource. It is a tool. And I'm talking varying platforms um, because, like, we have family out of town. So sure. we'll put, I mean, it's a good way of communication. The original and, intention. Yes, the original intention was better. Yeah. But I do think it is very divisive. Yes. Um, Increasingly. Yeah, more and more in all of the platforms. Sure. I was listening to um, Joe Rogan. Yep. And um, I know Haley's shaking her head. He well, had. I don't the, have to be ashamed. I, well, because it's not my normal. Joe Rogan sure. is not no, my you normal. You don't want to fall into that crowd. As <laughs> I you just, don't want to be one of us. As soon as she said it, I was like, "Great! I am now the only person yeah. who doesn't." And no. these love are just going to become what it. Joe Rogan said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. out. Well, it wasn't even Joe Rogan. He had the guy who created Barstool Sports yep. and all of that on yeah. there. Yeah. And they gave a statistic mm. that. Of the top 20 Christian yep. social media platforms, 19 of them are fake. Yeah, that, 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 that actually went to a previous episode. Yeah. They, it's they, been a while back. So I don't yeah. know when. They did a survey. Joe. They were Russian yeah. like troll sites, yeah. and it was all vaccine misinformation and all kinds of stuff and like it, that. Their sole purpose was to create division amongst yeah. Christians and sure. other people. And I, and that just immediately when you ask that question. Yeah. So the other side of the argument for that that I struggle with is, well, should we engage? Like we're getting yeah. ready to do a sermon series on Jude and Jude is like contend for the faith, yeah. combat error. But is there a point to where like, because what happens is those platforms make you non-human. Yeah. It's not a person anymore. It's just this idea, and you say things that you would never say in person. I don't know if that's true anymore. Yeah. And I think, and I, I think I see it more the younger you are, where you've grown up with social media always being there. 
we just spent the weekend in the city yeah. and the lack of manners and just people awareness. Sure. Not even like the please and thank you. Yeah. Just like we're standing somewhere and someone just knock you almost off your feet. Sure. Because they're on their phone. Because they're exactly, they're on their phone. Can I tell you something? I signed up for, this is one of my greatest things in life. I signed up for Facebook on paper. (laughs) What? I'm not even that old. 2005, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Listen. How is that possible? Uh, What did did you mail it in? Get ready to tell you. Get ready to tell you. Mark. Get ready to tell you. 2005. I graduate. I graduate Rockbridge High School. I go to Columbia College, which is also in Columbia, only because my best friend was going on a soccer scholarship. I had no scholarship. So on freshman orientation day, you do all of the stuff, the tour on campus, and then you get dumped out into the gym, which is like a job fair. There's all kinds of booths. There's all kinds of everything. And Facebook had a booth. Because at that time, you, you had to have yeah. a college email. I remember because trying it to was, fake one It was to get solely... Facebook. To connect in college, and I wrote my my Kruger email, and then got an email in my school email from Facebook. Clicked the link, and then signed up for Facebook and did all of that. Y'all remember Tom? How crazy I is miss that? Tom. How crazy is that? That's pretty cool. Super crazy. Haley, I want to hear your take on this. Is it does the good out? Well, you were making a lot of faces. So many faces. Yeah. Right. Does the good outweigh the bad? Is it just a part of society? I mean, I mean, I I think these are all relevant things here. I don't think the good outweighs the bad. Okay. I. Why? Expand that for me. So. I think we've lost a lot of basic human principles Mm -hmm. about interacting with other humans. Yep. Propriety. That in like at least I remember when we used to do some of these things face to face. Yep. But like Maeve will literally never have a concept of no social media. Sure. That is scary to me. Yeah, for sure. Additionally, like beside that, I think that um, again, you say things that maybe you wouldn't normally say totally. or, or whatever, but there is no, there's no push to get out of it. It does not spur you to leave the world. I think initially it was great. And then they realized they had something that could control. Yeah, for sure. And Influence. now we have all bought into it yeah, but- to a scary level that we have intentionally said is okay. Yeah. They started adding algorithms, things sure. like that. You can 100% only be met with people who have your same views. Right. Which I have a really big problem with. Sure. Because I need to constantly be challenged. Absolutely. Additionally, it is a place where like people spur controversy because it gets likes, it gets ads, it gets, you know, like that is a whole marketing tactic of let's put the craziest thing out there. And then you see your grandma shares the the lady doing the monster energy drink demonic video. (laughs) Yeah. I mean that. I also think there's just you some stuff that is like. I know, much. right? I know, but okay. So, so here's the other side of the story. I saw an interaction. A church member on Sunday on Facebook um, took a picture um, sitting in the pews and said, yeah. at, "At West Side mm-hmm. this Sunday, 
Um, if you're around, I'll save you a seat. Join me. Yep. One of her friends commented and said, saw your post, mm -hmm. had time, and went to Westside today. Yeah. I had a wonderful experience and will be back. Mm -hmm. Whoa. But Whoa. Adam, That's crazy. Yeah, this? Adam. You got so much wisdom like, over there right well, now. You I look like wisdom. We have to get. We've got to get camera here because your face it. talks before oh, you does do. Does it? It does. I love it. it. Does there I want to play poker? Um, no, I don't. I does the good outweigh the bad? Is it a necessity? What? I think it's a good resource if used responsibly. That's, sure. That's mm -hmm. the key. I don't think it's used responsibly, yeah. and I don't think the the people who don't use it responsibly don't realize that they're using it irresponsibly. But yeah, we hope. I. The, the biggest thing I have with it and how I've seen it affect people negatively and what I don't like is it clues everybody into all of the bad that's happening across the entire globe. Oh, we're so okay. and we are we're so we are aware. not equipped. No, we are not no. built to handle that. Yep. And so it it keeps people in a state of like a tizzy anxiety, anxiety. Jordan Peterson <laughs> calls it like bandwidth. And it, and it yeah, yeah, your band and and you are just so strung out on all the bad in the world that you don't even focus on how we're actually designed to fix the problems in our community in the circle of influence that you actually have. Yes. And I mean I think that's it's it's deceived us to be like, oh, I, I'm doing something good because I am saying I'm against this. Well, yeah, it's good to be against this, but what are you doing in your daily life? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peterson you can actually says, have it, and so it's confused yeah, people. You can't run for office, a political office, if you can't clean your room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. You know what I'm saying? But is it, I, I do, I, I totter because it's like, I think it is a great resource. The teeter. pastors, and yes, teeter, and we both teeter-totter. <laughs> I, I have, like, the pastors and the access. I think now what I'm looking at on the horizon is, oh, no, has this thing become unredeemable? No. At I, one I time, it was a resource for good, but there is so much behind this. I mean, it's so... There's a really interesting book that talks about each president and how, um, so we'll start back. Abraham Lincoln utilized Way back. the newspaper. Mm -hmm. That's why the Gettysburg Address is so short. And so the newspaper, he knew people would read in their homes. He utilized the newspaper in a way no other president did. Fast forward a little bit. John F. Kennedy beat Richard Nixon because of the televised debate, mm -hmm. hands down. He was tan. He had just come back from Maryland and boating. Richard Nixon was sick. He didn't look good under the lights. Yeah. The TV changed John F. Kennedy big time. Um, Barack Obama and um, the internet in, this, in the age of like, he was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine before he was president. Then Donald Trump is the first president to be able to go around the media and tweet whatever he wanted to say. Are and, you in my audiobook history right now? And so in so he was able to because it's not you, in it, yeah. It and so it's crazy to see how much steam this is continually picking it's up. It's not unredeemable. I think we're going through growing pains of trying to dis like 
I love your optimism. That's good. I, I, I just think I'm we are going through growing pains. And I think it's going to become, hopefully, a more open forum for mm. all types of speak. I mean, yeah. truth and untruth on there. Oh, but but when it That's comes, the key. is there's no, there, what, there can't be a gatekeeper. But what are the, the guidelines gate, for truth? That's, it's, it has to be everything goes. Right. And you are Free your speech. own, and you're your own. Sure. But but free speech to a point of like Kanye West got kicked off for posting a swastika. And so everybody universally is like, oh, man, that's not good. You shouldn't do that. But I think he should be able to do that. It's interesting. I I mean, not because I obviously I disagree with that. Right. But the ramifications that come from somebody doing that are going to be self-evident. They're like. Yeah, but and the flip side of that is these platforms are not there to promote free speech or free thinking. They're they should there. be. They should be. Sure, but they're profit. They're Absolutely. looking at their profit no margin, questions. and that's all yeah, they're they looking at is content. they've got a board, they've got profit. They're there to make money, they and have if investors, yeah. they have people that they have allegiance to, and they're not going to go against whatever affects that bottom line yeah. in a negative way. And it's like, I mean. Yeah. It's the same thing with cigarette companies, right? They knew that there were things that weren't good for you, but people get addicted and you get money and like, Mm -hmm. let's go. And I think originally, great idea. Had a pure concepts. It has gotten twisted. Wild. I don't know. I just, I wanted to add, and listen, we would love to listen, you know, to our, or hear from our listeners in the sense of like, when it comes to social media, the volatility of it, all of those, does the good outweigh the bad? Is it, I mean, almost to a point you need to ask the question, has it become a necessity of free speech in our society? Like is the social media platforms a necessity in this day and age? Right. I don't think you it's know? going away. I don't know if free speech in the way that we are using it on social media is a necessity. I think if anything, it is bred that I am too much of an individual and all of my thoughts and feelings sure. need to be well, validated. Uh-huh. Right. Well, us as Americans love our freedoms, but we ignore our responsibilities. Yeah. And and the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and all of these things are written, yes, with freedom, but also with the love of neighbor and the yeah. responsibility in that sense. You I know? just think there's also like, from a Christian standpoint, why am I posting this? Am I posting this to get attention? Am I posting this because I'm lonely and I want a false sense of community? Am I posting this because I legitimately believe in it? Is it something that's just funny and I think it will delight your day? I think constantly checking your motives of yeah. why you are posting something sure. is necessary. Also, that, co- that requires self awareness. Yeah, we don't have that as a society. <laughs> also, Individuals do, society does yeah. not. The awareness of yeah, what you're, you're reading, right. because when you constantly put something in front of you, mm-hmm. regardless if you believe it or not. Sure. How brainwashing occurs. You For don't sure. start no question. Go agreeing with it's it. It's wild. It's the amount of stuff that's put in yeah. front of you constantly. That's how advertising works. That's how everything is. So you have to have some self-awareness yeah. and some boundaries of like whether I agree or not, whether that lines up with my beliefs or not. Sure. Am I going to continually put that in front of myself? I don't think that it that's impossible to re- be redeemed. I think God can redeem everything. But I think... There is a 
a self-awareness that has to be had. Yeah. And you need to know if you are a Christian who can go into that fight sure. and stand strong. Yeah, that's good. I'm reading a book right now called YouTube and their plan for global domination. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the history of it and the influence. And it's just wild. I mean, it's just to, I mean, it started a lot of people, it started, it was going to be a dating site where YouTube? you, where you uploaded videos of like, Way because back then it was just pictures and this, that, and the other. But like, what was your day like? Your interaction, mm-hmm. like, just a lot more detailed because the number one thing people pay money for is dating apps and this, that, and the other. And then it transforms into just post kind of. It's it's crazy to see the inception of an idea and now what it has become. Mm-hmm. It's the number one search engine. It's past Google. YouTube has passed Google for the number one search engine for people. Now, Google owns YouTube, so it still works out. But more people go to YouTube to search something. It's time to give another shout-out to another sponsor of the Rest of the Sermon podcast. This shout-out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, Smart Marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in Smart Marketing, and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up, and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, Smart Marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573-840-0334. Back to the show. Then on Google. Wow. If you have to put something together or do something. That's different, though. I mean, I'll Google it first and then figure out, okay, what information do I need? Then I'll YouTube it if it requires a video to see it. Sure. But yeah. like to ask. It's wild, dude. I am not there yet. I have not made the switch to YouTube, but I know the younger generation has, which is I mean, is I watch plenty crazy. of YouTube. Oh, yeah, I for do sure. Not, I don't have We don't even YouTube have cable. Now. We have YouTube TV. Well, yeah, that's what YouTube. you were talking about earlier with the social media stuff and the news and all of the negative that comes from the best thing out of 2020 was we canceled our satellite TV because I could not handle oh. watching all of the COVID yeah. coverage yeah, just and too all much. that. A death it, ticker? It holds yeah. you captive. <clears throat> it holds Amen. your mind captive, too. Amen. I mean, it's like, I mean, we're designed to like empathize with people yeah. who are going through. I mean, that's, well, that's we have the a capacity for that. Yeah, we have a capacity for that, but not for the magnitude of no. which this is and unreachable, seemingly, you know, yeah. across the world, everybody. I mean, it's right. all bad. So yeah. I became wild. fearful and sad, and I'm like, we're, we were working on budget stuff. So I'm like, let's cancel the TV. We have Netflix anyway. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it was great. Wow. So, well, yeah. listen, we would love to hear from you guys. I think this is a good topic. Um, You know, right end is the good outweigh the bad, all of those things. What do you got, this Haley? This brings me to a side question okay how many books do you read at one time like do you read multiple or do you read one finish it all the way through and then go to the next one? Oh no i'm re- i'm reading three right now are you a one at a time kind of girl you guys don't read i'm like yeah. let's let's well, just th- try that's to not, like, i mean <laughs> think about roman in school yeah he has social studies oh. he has science he ha- i mean yeah, I do better than like 
just on the beach, no, one I'm, book, plow through it cover to cover type of a thing like that. Really? I, I kind of take breaks. So. Just assume Adam, that I read, read the assignments that the no. teacher told me. <laughs> you were like, I'm, think I'm about a, it on in the school. Beach no, no, no. Gotcha. I'm not even meaning that the teacher assigns. I mean the different classes the different class. and the information the that yeah. you're exposed yeah, to. You can handle the content. Oh, yeah, and I, I got do. from my dad to have books in different locations. Yes. So in my car, I have a book that when I'm taking Andy to cheer or this, that, and the other, I grab doctor's appointment. I go inside. I have books around my chair at home that I'm reading. I have books in my bag that I'm carrying with me. In the garage when you say you're going to go out there and like work on something. Yes. You just pop down. (laughs) Yeah. And do the drill every once in a while. (laughs) You know. Hey, listen. So we're on our dwell series. Um, We're fastly moving into it. We're talking about meditation um, and just really dwelling in God's word, soaking in scripture. Uh, this idea that disciples are developed by dwelling in God's word. Dwell is our word for the year. And this past Sunday was uh, a sermon about Bible memorization. And I had never preached a sermon ever once on Bible memorization. And it was really interesting to kind of study to see how there's not a lot of like, I don't think that the average time on a Sunday morning in a sermon would go to something like Bible memorization when it comes to the average sermon and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, because it's nuanced. It's pretty interesting when you dive in and go, well, there's technically not a chapter and verse that I can stand up and say, thus saith the Lord, you must memorize my word, right? Uh, Yeah, but... But when you look, I mean, my goodness, when you go through and well, see... Well, just the illustration of Jesus using it when he's yep. tempted. I mean, that's enough for me. There you go. Amen. So if what, it's enough for Adam, guys, amen. then it's enough for okay. Saul. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love it. So one of the things I wanted to ask you guys was, what was the first verse or verses that you've that you ever memorized? If you have. And... If well, you have, well, I'm not. That. No, I love that but you no, gave like us that I mean, disclaimer. Yeah. You needed it at least. I'm not for trying. Me, yeah, maybe he that it out there for the people to feel comfortable. Like. I mean, yeah, and so like, but when was that? What was going on? What was that like? And what was the verse? And kind of like maybe even looking back on it now, like, wow, the fact that I know that. What does it mean to you now? All of those things. What was the yeah. first verse or verses you memorized? For me, I mean. You know John three sixteen first, but I think the most purposefully like one that sticks out in my mind, Philippians two. He you know he didn't create equality with God, something mm, to be grasped, but wow. made himself a servant, emptied himself, and uh, yeah, became dude. obedient to death. We memorized that as a family. Uh, I was probably ten years old, and it was a pretty good chunk. I that's mean, it's a, like Philippians two six that's through like eleven, four five six verses, man. And they're yeah. they're 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 relatively full, and. uh I can remember it was like, hey, a competition with my with my uh, siblings, and I think you know at that point I think there was incentive like incentivized like here's some money oh, yeah. 20, yeah. Bucks. twenty bucks yeah and when you Let's get to the end of it go. here's the twenty yes. and so but that verse has stuck with me yeah I mean like every time I hear it it beams <sighs> me right back to the kitchen table where yes. we were reciting and it's great and it's I mean That's I love incredible. it and it's a very it's a it's a constitutional verse over like who our God is. Wow. That's incredible. So I, when growing up being a pastor's kid, whatever, there was Bible memory. But when I went to ACE, which was accelerated Christian education, 
a very prominent Christian school, we had as a part of our grade each week. So we had social studies, science, math, and then you, the the principal would come around and you had to quote your verse for the week. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. That verse was a section that you quoted in its entirety at the end of the month. And so Bible memory was literally like a part of your grade. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. And I really think that now when I got saved and just came to Jesus, those verses like laid dormant on my heart, like dry seeds, because there was no soil getting tilled. They weren't getting in the heart. And then I, I felt like when the Lord saved me, he like breathed this breath on my memory. And those things just came came, came back to me in that early. sense. The first one that I really like is a part of my testimony that when I was in my car and looked in my dash and there was the note card from my dad that had Matthew 6.33 on it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. And that, and like, I'm so passionate about this series because that's the way I was saved. I saw this note card. Everything I owned was in my car. I was living such a rebellious life. And I I remember arguing with the verse. And I was meditating on it, but I didn't know I was. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, he said, seek ye first. And I was like, huh, I have my whole life I've ran from this. My parents tried to make it first, and I've done everything to put it last. And then it said, and all of these things will be added unto you. And I was like, I have literally for the past four years done it my way. That That's my anthem. Seek the things first. And I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. But then God is telling me, pursue me, and everything. So I would say that's kind of the first like verse for me. And it was, it was a big deal because it like made me passionate about all of that other stuff like that. What about you ladies? Okay. So I was 27. Come on. There you go. I mean, I'm going to be real. I I was 21. Well, I don't remember. I mean, I went to church as a kid, but I do not remember memorizing a verse. The first time I can really remember something sticking in my brain was when we were in New Orleans, Cooper went to Calvary Baptist Academy in Slidell, mm. and they were learning the Lord's Prayer in first grade. Yeah. And going through that with him was one of the first That's cool. things that I'm like, uh. Wow. And I remember, like, I remember before that going to funerals or just different events where people would recite the Lord's Prayer, and I'm over there like, mmm, mmm, mmm. Sure, I could get yeah, the yeah, R yeah. fault. I could get the beginning, and then I'd be like, right. mmm, mmm, and then mmm, fade mmm, off mmm. into the yeah. distance. I would. Yeah, right. I would mumble. Yeah. But, I mean, I was older, so it wasn't something that, and honestly, 100% transparency, it is not something like that sticks in my brain sure. the way it should. When you were speaking Sunday... You have to recall it. You have to keep it fresh. When you you, you, were, you commented that you could, you know, song lyrics and different things, and I'm like, well, there's conviction. Thank you. Right. I needed to hear that. Yeah. The obscure things that I can recall. Right. Yeah. But... Memorizing things isn't the problem. No. Right. It's, yes. It's your focus It's what on we're that. memorizing. Yeah. yeah, that's and good. And so that was one that when you said the first... 
I'm like, okay. Yeah. Now, since then, there's other ones that have stuck to me. Matthew 7, 7. Yeah. You know, there's there's different But the ones. first brings back the stories yes. that you guys are talking yeah. about in that yeah, sense. Right. Yeah. It takes you back to that spot. For sure. So, yeah. yeah. I was what about you, Haley? when I learned the Lord's Prayer. That's good. Yeah. So funny. I don't know if I have memorized any way to keep ever. Yeah. Like, to keep. Um, Expo- when, what, what do you mean by that? So required memorization to test. Yeah. yeah I j- mean, like I can, memorize to recite. I mean, I can even do that, but then you can dump it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to mm-hmm. keep it like for sings, we had to do an entire portion of the odyssey. Yeah. Sing to me of the man, muse, a man of twists and turns. Come on. And so like, I mean, I've read that entire book and you know what I did 24 hours before that happened. I just stayed up till 4 a.m. and I said it over and over and over again and I passed the test and we've moved on. And now I can tell you that first opening line because that's the one I had to say the most if you're going to add to it and build. For sure. But like that is how I approached Christianity throughout my life. Mm. And so like go to Sunday school. Today we're going to focus on this. Next week you have to recite it. You memorize it for the test, you pass the test, and you go on. Yeah, sure. As far as, like, to keep it for my heart, to know it, to be able to recall. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever intentionally, up until this series, like, really, like, that is my purpose. Yeah. Of, like, it's not just to pass a test. It's right. to, like... To keep, to, to treasure. Store, to yeah. It's a... And that's why I was, like, a couple podcasts ago, like, I want to fall in love with it. Yeah. Because this is just another textbook for me. Yeah. This okay. is something I've had to, like, you have to study it. You have to pass the test. Sure. There's it's required be someone knowledge. That, yeah, like, you have to do that. And that is something that people can do. Like, you yeah. can do that, and then you can dump it. At one point, I knew where all 50 states were in their capitals. And you know what? If you ask my yeah. husband, I thought Texas and California touched. And he's like... <laughs> What? Yeah, and like, sure. Yeah. You just so let me ask it a different way then, because I think um, do like do you have a a sometimes in Christian circles they're like, what's your life verse? And I get that it's kind of a focus thing, a verse that you go back to in comfort. What what is that if you have one, and what does that mean for you? Is there a verse or a passage that you frequent? When you're down, when you're up, when you're praying, when you're worshiping, whatever. What is that for you? Zephaniah 317. Come on. The Lord your God is with you, a mighty warrior in your midst. He sings praises over you. He delights over you. And he doesn't cast you out anymore. Like you're now forever his. Mm. And all in that, it's like he's with me. He protects me. He delights me. He claims me. Yes. And then he rejoices. Wow. Like he does all of the work and then he's glad. You know what I mean? Like I do nothing in that verse. I love it. What an obscure to bust out Zephaniah, girl. I'm over here like, you don't know this and you come out with Zephaniah. I'm like, is that in my Bible? That was read (laughs) over me at my baptism by my grandmother. Amen. And she would say that over me all of the time. I, Thankful for those people. Yeah, Ooh. like I co-slept with my grandma till like I was twelve. Okay, <laughs> and every night we would watch Benny Hinn. Yeah, which is a sure. whole thing. Yeah, and she would feed me coffee with a spoon while she would rock me like until I'm twelve. Okay, wow. guys. Yeah, and like pray that over. They say that over me. She read it at my baptism. 
it is now on like three pieces of like it's painted on my walls at my house. Let's go. And yes. But that is like probably the only thing that I have treasured of God's word other than the Lord's prayer. Mm. And the Lord's prayer is just so rhythmic that I use it when I have panic attacks. Yeah, mm. that's good. And as a meditation tool. Like, yeah. 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 And I don't know if I always believe it, but it is now like, I'm panicking. Here we go. Here Amen. we go. Here we, and say it until Amen. it's done. That's beautiful, Haley. That's, That's great. A good way what about you, that. Nikki? Is there a life verse, a North Star for you? I go to Ephesians 2 8 a lot, mm. but that speaks to my people pleasing Enneagram 2 self that yeah. is, you know, God saved me, yeah, not by my, my job. Yeah, by faith. Gr- yeah, it's through my faith. That I have, but it's not not of your own works. Not of your own works. So that, that is no the one, one may boast. That is the one that gets me. That's not good. of my own works. Yeah, that's huge. That's good. Adam, what about you, Bo? Uh, I guess the main one would be in Proverbs uh, three: trust in the Lord mm. with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, man. But in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. I mean, that's just. If you want a North Star, you want a straight path, right? Yeah. There you go. That one, yeah. I, I say that one, and then just I want to throw this one in. This is increasingly becoming on my mind all the time, and people in worship probably get tired of me, but Psalms 22, uh, just one little tiny verse, the Lord inhabits the praise of his people. Hmm. And I mean, I think that's fitting from a worship, you know, yeah. leading perspective, but just like when you don't know what to do. Yes. If you don't know where God is, I mean, like praise. So. I love that you have one for you, and then you have one for the people you lead. Like, like for me, I will work myself silly and I need, I need personally that reminder yeah. that it's not my work. But then when I think of like teaching the for kids, team, I go yeah. to Matthew seven, seven, mm. ask, seek not to teach the kids. You can go to God with this. So I love that you have that yeah. two thing. Jason, Absolutely. what's your, um, I mean, my life verse is kind of, I kind of talked about it is, uh, Matthew six thirty three. Mm-hmm. seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's just kind of like, it's just there for me. It's just that rock and that foundation. I though am, um, scriptures come to me in seasons. And so I would say that Matthew six thirty three is my life, life verse, but when I'm in certain seasons, there's a verse that I really like, like for a while it was Romans 12, 18, if possible, mm-hmm. as much as depends on you live peacefully with all, like the church heard that, mm-hmm. the, you know, a thousand times. Um, when I'm insecure, nervous, Joshua 1, 9, for I have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do yep. not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Like there's first John three twenty. when our heart condemns us, God is stronger than our hearts and he knows everything. So there's like, oh, that was that one. There's, dude, I just bawled when I read that one. I was like, I, I felt so unsaved one day, like yeah. so, like questioning everything. Say no, that one again. Like First uh, John three twenty, that God is stronger than our hearts. When our hearts condemn us, yeah, God is stronger than our hearts, and He knows everything. First John three twenty. I mean, that's because so that's how you have to do it. That's so yeah. relatable. But yeah, and and there was a day where I was just like, "There's no way you can be forgiven for what you've done." Like, like the that is still who you are. And just reading through my Bible, and there it was, and it was just like a Mack truck. I was like, I almost was thinking like. That's never even been in the Bible. 
God just put <laughs> that in the Bible right now. God just put that in the Bible this morning for me. You know what I mean? Because it was so applicable to what I needed in that moment. And then there was times like for anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The mm-hmm. old is gone. So Matthew six thirty three is the one, but man, it's really seasons no. for me. And I think that's very. I think we have a unique position being who we are and doing what we do that in order for it to be practical for other people who might be listening who are like, oh, well, they get paid to learn the Bible. Guys, <laughs> sure. we struggle too. 100%. Um, I have literally tattoos on my body to help me. I mean. Yeah, the movie Memento. Dude, we dude. talked about that. Yeah, right. To right? remember yeah, it. Yeah, it's I love it. Necessary. It's a good movie, by the way. Yes, it is. Very good. Okay, so how about this? Because we're going to get into the the next phase in our dwell series of like, it was um, meditate, right? Mm-hmm. Memorize, mm-hmm. and then mobilize. Right. Mobilize meaning like do the word, action, get after it. When has a memorized verse helped you in your walk? And And what I mean by that is encouraging someone. You're talking to someone, they're bawling, and you're like, I don't feel saved today, First John 3, 2, or something, you know, or you're in the waiting room or the ER or you're afraid. When has like the application, I'm talking, and, and I mean a memorized verse. I'm not talking just a verse. I mean a verse that you had hid in your heart and in your mind mm. that had come up and you were like, I got to run to that right now. What was the verse? What was going on? All that stuff. You know, mine isn't necessarily like, oh, oh no, you're in a bind. Like, sure. this is like food or, yeah, or it's okay. The, but uh, recently, I mean, I use it in a, in a, in James 3. James 3 1 says, not all of you should become teachers because teachers are judged more harshly. And I, <laughs> Well, wow, kind of Adam, it's a great verse. Pretty no, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. No, I love it. I'm, I'm anxious to I, hear I, it. You said it. And I pray for resignation. Yes, I use this as an encouragement for the the team who leads people in worship. Oh, that's good. So it's it's very encouraging. You it's, invert it. It's call, I like it. It's calling you to listen. We are called to be to teach, to worship, to yeah. be ambassadors for Christ, and you got to know it comes with a weight. Yeah. And I mean it's 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 a it's it's a convicting verse for people, but that's what it needs to be because truthfully people get if people get burned when people come to church and they leave because they have a bad experience or whatever, it's because they're getting burned by people who are being hypocritical or saying and doing something and doing another thing. Yeah. So often. Wow. And so it's so important for the people on the team leading to realize that you are being looked to and not only do people judge you more harshly, but the Lord does. It's kind of a heavy verse. I like and I it, know though. I know. It's just But practical. no, I love your explanation. That's the point. That's the meditation. And that's, a gr- that's actually a great illustration of meditating. Because if you skim over that verse and read that verse, you're like, Psh, I don't want to spend time there. Yeah. That's a heavy verse. But once you meditate and marinate in it, you start to see the nuances of it. Then you invert it and you go, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that is a warning, mm-hmm. but it's also an invitation. Yeah, it's yeah, encouragement yes, too. It's yes. like stay strong too. Yes. Yeah, there's a standard. There's oh man, that's well, great. How many people would go, I'm not a pastor, so I'm not a teacher. Absolutely. Yeah, and you are a teacher. You are. 100%. 
What about you guys? What else? Has there been a verse that's helped you in your walk, encouraged someone in a buy anything? I don't know. I'm over here thinking, and I'm like, I'm sure there are, but like recalling a specific. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I'm under pressure. Yeah. Under pressure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there was um, there was a time when I was talking to a guy in in my dad's church, who. Uh, I mean, just a rough, gruff. I mean, and I'm also, by the way, like freshly saved at this moment as well. So um, I'm learning this stuff and doing things, and this guy's freshly saved. He had actually just got out of prison and was there and just felt a ton of shame and a ton of guilt because he came back to the town that he had gotten trouble in and all of this stuff. He'd gotten saved in prison. My dad was really discipling him. And so he was around a lot. And I, I don't I wouldn't have initiated that relationship, but my dad was discipling him. So he was just around and this, that, and the other. And 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 he was really down because he was wanting to serve and get involved. And he was passionate about other guys coming out of prison. And he just said, There's just no way I can, I cannot do that because of what I have done. And this is so crazy, but I was going back to the fundamentals in my faith, like the uh, the Ten Commandments. I was memorizing the Ten Commandments again, and I'm talking to this guy, and it came, the Eighth Commandment, just boom, came right to me, which I think is the Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not murder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And in my Bible reading, I read a few days prior of when Moses killed the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. So look at the irony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first guy that gets the commandment of thou shalt not murder is a murderer. Yeah. This is the guy who's coming down from the mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're waiting. They're like, God gave you 10 things. What are they? Number eight is uh, like, and it was a, it was a very ghosty as I like to call it. Holy spirit, this guy. And I just said, Moses killed a guy and he's the guy who came and said, thou shalt not murder. And so just because you've like experienced this doesn't define you. If anything, it prop like when when Moses read that when he got to number eight did his voice crack? Did he look down? Yeah. Like is he yeah. shaking? Like did he cry? Yeah. Like he's fine with like don't steal another man's wife, don't you know? And then his face not. stopped radiating at that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that was just a but. But what's I tell that story to say this, guys? I was like memorizing the, I was teaching the 10 commandments to the little youth group at the time, like this obscure, nothing of when would that ever encourage someone? You know what I mean? And it's just, I think the very power of God's word in that sense. And so there's a bunch of other ones, but that's one that's like, yeah, man, I just cherish that moment all the time. What about you, Haley? Again, there's a moment when Zephaniah came knocking at your door for sure. Yeah. I mean, there are several moments, especially yeah. when it's the one that you've stored. And yeah. God, like God plays into that, like, hey, yep. it works here too. Amen. Like, it works here too. Amen. Like you should learn more. I think like 
if anything, it's been a lot of conviction that I don't know where I like, oh, I know that says that somewhere. Yep. And that would be really helpful to this person. Sure. And then you go, yeah, somewhere in the Bible it says that. Google that and, mug at that moment. Hey, oh, hey, really quick, I'm not being rude. I'm getting my phone. I'm going to Google the Bible verse for and you. And I do. Sure. And I Come like on. literally this week text Jason and was like, dude, I walked into work. <laughs> and the first thing that I got asked. I actually like, knew the answer to that. Well, the last one, yeah. at least you threw me the bone on that one. But yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, hey, so like heaven, where does it talk about like we will see our grandparents and are sure. their bodies going to be new and everything like that? And no, that wasn't like a crutch moment of like someone was dying and I needed to be somewhere. Sure. But like if you don't know God's word and like people are coming to you as like a spiritual yeah, leader, it's good. dude, the amount of conviction I had in that moment of like even texting you and just being like, I had I no, like it. I yeah. needed to find some chapters but and I wanna, verse for I, that. I, I want to say something that. really quick though. <laughs> I think oftentimes I don't know a single Christian that, that doesn't say, man, I, I just, I want to hear from God more. Yeah. I want to, mm-hmm. I want him to speak to me. If we would understand that the way God has it designed yeah, yeah. is when we hide his word yeah. in our heart. There's not it's it's not for the sake of just knowing. There's gonna be a moment yeah. when you're feeling your feels and something's going on, and you better believe Dude. that the Holy Spirit is bringing to the front of your mind. Yes. And what we need to understand is that's God talking that's to it. us. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And and for me personally, so many of those verses that come to my mind, like James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Yeah. That was in, that was instilled in my mind when I was a child. Most of these are children, like Amen. when I was a kid. So encouragement to, and these were like hokey, like discs my mom would put in, and it was like children's songs like, oh. have I not Romans, commanded you be strong? 16, 19 that's what I'm saying. Says, but but, said, yeah. but yeah. now <laughs> that's the Lord speaking to me when I'm in the middle of about, like I'm about to sin. Yes. And, and my mind is playing Resist the devil and he will flee from you. There's a way out. That's God speaking. And it's like, I don't know. It's just but that had to speak up about that. That's what it is. That that is what it is. And it's God's partnership with us. And so it's the idea of having a gun and not putting any bullets in it. And then the moment you need it, you sling it up. That's it's like having our Bible and not or have turning our cell phone off and complaining we're not getting phone calls. Like that's the basis of it. But but that's never, I think it takes a while to connect those dots, meaning because it feels like it's just labor in that moment. You know what I'm saying? But because I think we labor. have to give ourselves a little bit of, like I'm sitting here going, I know I know things, and right now I don't know things. But even like when Haley said, pull it up and Google it, I have had that conversation. I'm like, I know in the Bible, Amen. I think it's here. I the transparency yeah. that we have to say, mm-hmm. guys, I read my Bible. This this is how I do it. Yep. This is what I do. And I still struggle with this, but yeah, yeah. I'm working to it's the process of sanctification. Yeah. I want to speak to that really quick because I've had a few questions in regards to I talked about the fighter first, the fighter verse app mm-hmm. and website Sunday. I've had a few questions of people like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you are giving us a ton of resources. Yeah. What is the difference with dwell and fighter verse? Okay, so so I'm gonna explain that. Dwell is a church-wide incentive 
that when you sign in under the West Side Church sort of name, um, when the dwell verse, <clears throat> the verse of the day pops yeah. up, that is a way for us congregationally to be dwelling in the same passage of yeah. scripture mm-hmm. together. You have it read to you, all of that. That's the entire purpose of the Dwell app, was to equip us with that. Now, I ratcheted the game up a little bit more because the Fighterverse app does exactly what you were talking about. It takes Bible, specifically Bible memorization, but it puts those verses in categories for us. So the way that the Fighterverse app works is... It teaches you to memorize verses that you'll fight with, meaning that you need in certain categories. So someone is feeling, you know, down and out and you're like, Nehemiah one, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and so I just wanted to clarify that dwell is like, man, this is a way I can meditate and marinate and listen to God's word. And I know that that verse of the day, the whole church is going through that fighter verse is kind of more for you specifically and personally yeah, using combat. Yeah, yeah, man, to use in combat. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Awesome. So I just wanted to kind of clarify no, that I think a little that, bit. I think that was necessary because I've gotten a few of those. Do I need both? Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. That's where the, those fighter verses are where one of the verses that Julie and I are like, at least this month wanting to commit to memory is like yeah. uh, Philippians three, you know, six, yeah. whatever. basically giving perspective on all sufferings are to gain Christ. Good. Ooh, that leads into the next question. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So Sunday we kind of, um, made a, you know, passed out a covenant in regards to, listen, we're asking God to give us a desire. Um, I just want to say something here. The apostle Paul, when he left the church in Ephesus, he said, um, my hands are clean because I basically taught you the full counsel of God. In this series, I feel like my hands are clean, clean because we have equipped our people with so much stuff in this clean. series, man. So I feel really good about it. But one of the things we did was, <laughs> hey, let's get specific, yeah. right? I, ain't, I have got no guilty you conscience. Said, I'm standing before clean. God saying, it's on you, son. It's on. No, no, no. You know? Yeah. And, and what the covenant was is, God, I feel like you are leading me to memorize blank you know, a passage of scripture and God, I'm wanting to accomplish this then. So it's kind of a deadline, you know, you know, to do that. So I just wanted to ask you guys, is, is there a verse or verses or anywhere? I think our people would be very encouraged and maybe shocked to know that the staff is actually doing what we're teaching is crazy concept and all of this stuff. Um, is there a verse that you're wanting to memorize? And, and what is that? How are you going about it as well? I think our people would really love to hear that. Haley, I think from the women's ministry, you need to speak on this because they gave a challenge for the month. The women's ministry the did? The women's ministry did. did. Yeah. The women's ministry. Haley's like, we did. We gave a challenge. No, yeah. we definitely did. Uh, we gave like a worksheet yeah. and for them to <laughs> to memorize our like fight verse, though yeah. that is not where my mind was at because I was talking about a different scripture for me personally. And so you're I like, threw her under the bus I and her like, panic was real. I know. So I was funny. like, I am not ready for Romans 12. Right. Right. What was the, uh, what was the challenge for the women's ministry? So we have a fight verse Romans and basically just like Romans, talk, what talking about renewing our minds 12, one through two. Yes. Awesome. And so we are challenging them to not only like memorize the verse, but to go through like a study of the verse and we gave them a worksheet to do that. 
all of that being said, that What's is yours? not the one. That Love it. So, but but on a separate, like, what is your personal one kind of through this series? Are you have you landed anywhere for anything? Matthew five two through eleven. Nice, nice. I want to do the beatitudes. Oh, Ooh. hey, okay. We'll be teaching. Hold on a second. Side. I want to hold that. Okay, let's continue, but I want to come back to something, so please remind me, okay? Yeah. Okay. So I love that. Beatitudes are incredible. I love it. Nikki? Um, I've got Psalm 141.3. Awesome. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth, and keep watch the door of my lips. I love that it. That is my life. Good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love it. That's it's my lock screen Come on. on my phone. Right How now. practical when you're in a situation uh-huh. and you're like, and that's why. you're just cool. Yeah, I love it. That's I need, great. I need, that's to, love it. Yeah. I need to hush, and that's why. Adam, you kind of gave us a little preview. You want me to give it all? Yeah, man. Come on. What's the verse? Philippians three. Uh, I think it's six through. 11, How'd you guys land there? What, what's the reason for that? Uh, you know. This one is, and again, we had, it was interesting before you got to this sermon series, we were like, hey, every week, let's come up with a scripture we can memorize. And, yeah. end of it. and then we haven't done it yet. And now, now it's the <laughs> end of your sermon series. Perfect. It's like, okay, here we go. Here we we're go. Starting. We were just waiting on the series. And this one's a little bit chunkier. <laughs> so I, yeah, we were just waiting for yeah, it to come love and it. giving it a little bumper room. Yeah. Uh, but Philippians 3, and I explained it. The reason I like it, let me read it first. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for mm. the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. I love it. And, you know... The reason it because suffering is so evident and what in the pastoral role, I mean, that we all find in ministry, everybody, anybody you pastor or lead, even your own heart. Yeah. Suffering is constant and evident. And the pillars of faith that I look to are people whenever that whenever they're bombarded with suffering and sickness and whatever it's an opportunity to dive into Christ's arms. hundred percent. So, yeah. and that's the most practical form and to give to new believers and old believers to say, listen, we aren't, we are promised suffering. We aren't promised the greatest things. So this for me really informs my expectations to where I have right expectations of suffering and wanting that so it produces a dependence on the Lord. Mm. So that when it comes, I'm not surprised and my faith isn't completely shook and I'm not yeah. just degraded or or taken yeah. all raised all the way it. to the ground. It's huge, man. Wow. I love the motivation in that for sure. I I have um I have landed on, and this is just me personally, but I I want to do Romans chapter eight mm. and and the chapter because I heard a heard a guy say Read it for us. Um, yeah, right. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, it starts like from pure gospel and it moves to like sanctification, suffering, but then God's sovereignty and glorification. And it ends on nothing can separate us from the love of God found in Christ Jesus, nakedness, famine. Like it's just, but in its entirety, and I heard a preacher say, if someone was on a desert island and you gave them Romans chapter eight and that was it, that would be enough for them to love Jesus and get converted and go to heaven yeah. and understand who God is. And so it's just one of those big ones that like <clears throat> I find myself coming to in sections 
often. Mm -hmm. And so why not just put the the thing thing. together and do that? One of the things I wanted to come back to was I will never forget Mike Yacanali. You can look up his name. He was a youth ministry guy, was at a conference and he was a keynote speaker. He was an older guy and he was like a genius and would teach youth pastors and train. He's the keynote speaker, man. You know, there's 5,000 people in the room and Mike Yacanali stands up and he starts talking. And it's in a weird cadence, and he's obviously quoting scripture, and it's the Beatitudes. And Mike Iaconale quoted the entire Sermon on the Mount from memory, and then he sat down. And that's it. And that was the sermon. <laughs> the greatest sermon ever preached. He quoted from, and obviously... Do you need to have that one in your back pocket like, so if you ever forget one Sunday... You're just yeah, like, like he just paused and did inflection and did it in such... You can tell he just lived in... When he would get to a certain section, it would be so appropriate. Like, yeah. like do not worry about money. Why are you anxious for your it. life? Oh, it is mm. God speaking through him. That's beautiful. And I will never forget experiencing that. Like it was, I mean, it's probably what started a lot of the Bible memory and being passionate about that. It was the most incredible thing I think that I had ever, ever seen. Let me ask this. This is random. Have you been the beneficiary of somebody dropping you a verse? Like someone quoting you a verse or giving you a little something, something on the side with some sauce on it? You know what I mean? I cannot <clears throat> remember specific conversations. Yeah. But like when you said that, I immediately thought of several people. And I'm like, and I know they walked through hard things with me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, yep. I'm going to, knowing them and knowing what I was in in that moment and where they walked with me, I'm going to like, Dollars to donuts, I would bet even though right now my brain's not working to that level, I could say that Vicki Gann has done that to me, that Terry Finnerty has done that to me, that I could sit here and rattle That's off cool. people yeah. that have done that. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that list would be endless. I didn't yeah. know if you guys had like something, boom, something specific on something like that. Uh, Adam's got one. I do. Um, You're looking for it. You got well, it. Well, I, I, I knew that it was that, but just like when a passing of, of a friend happened yeah. another pastor in town all he said was just 828 god works yeah. for the good of those who love him yep. and called according to his word sure. you know? and i mean i just that was very comforting at that time yeah. and still is so that sticks with me absolutely that's awesome dave mac shout out to you Dave Mack loves an 828, man, yeah. for sure. No, that's good, guys. And listen, we want to hear from you all. How has this started? What scripture has God led you to? What's the process looking like? And also, what's guys, what do you think of the Dwell app and the Fighter Verse? Are these resources helpful? Listen, if you're listening to this, we would love to hear from you. We're starting to get people to write in, and we're hearing from people. We're getting feedback on stuff and comments on the podcast, and it's great. It's incredible. We're coming for Joe Rogan like in a month or two. There we're going to we go. have that that many listeners it's happening for sure but as we close it out what do we have coming up um this sunday's pretty important what do we got Haley? specifically <clears throat> this sunday is an online service only yep. so if you come to church don't show up to the building yeah um gonna- hope you plan on sitting in the parking lot we will have a live feed from you from grace yeah which is going to be so cool right yep. so everybody gets to experience a part of summit but our um staff board several ministry leaders are going down to summit please be like 
prayerful about this week for us, yep. for the staff, for travels, for, for sure. everything. Yeah. Also, if you want to follow along with Summit or if you want to know more about the Grace family of churches that we are a part of, you can go to gfc.tv. And that'll give you all the info. Um, Summit will be live streamed there and all that good stuff. So, yeah. And if you can't remember that, it's in your newsletter. If you just hit the online service graphic, it. it'll take you to all the information about Summit. Love it. Absolutely. What else do we have coming up that's important to know about, guys? Um, so when we come back from Summit, the 29th will be our last Sunday in January. And that is the last Sunday of change wars for kids yeah. side. Awesome. Very so cool. So that next Tuesday. I've been seeing them coins laying yeah, around. I see a lot of bags and yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so great? You guys should try right? lifting that glass jar. Like that dude is heavy. Yeah. What else is the 29th, Adam? Worship night. Get Come on. geared up. Hopefully your hearts are getting ready. I mean, going to have some good worship there. Yeah. Uh, worship and prayer. Gonna Right now, somebody's listening to this and they're like, man, I really want to go to that, but we've got this thing. And what would you say to push them over the edge? What's your vision? What do you want for them that night? Hey, I, hey, hey, listen, I want you to come because... Intimacy with the Lord. I mean, what are you going to say to that? Yeah. No, I don't want to be intimate with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me right now? I'm too, <laughs> way too busy for that. It's a great name. It's going to be a good night of testimony and purposefully led prayer, conv- yeah. convicting prayer, yeah. uh, and then like intentional worship. So yeah. come on. Just an hour of your time. Yep. With Jesus. From my perspective, I love the intentionality, the moves, the moments, the guidedness, the free time, the all of that mixed into this service is super beautiful. Yeah. It's really good. I'm super excited. Guys, thank you so much for listening in. If you got any questions, shoot us an email at info at westsidepb.org. You can text us, you can Facebook message us, you can send a uh flyer or streamer in the sky and we'll see that a message in the bottle it'll get to us carrier pigeons pigeons. there's all kinds of stuff to get a hold of us guys so we love you thank you so much for tuning in until we meet again it's all about jesus blessings